Welcome to the official Bathtub Refinishing Podcast, powered by Bathtub Guys Refinishing. This is where we discuss the refinishing industry, interview owners and operators, and give tips to customers and entrepreneurs. Now, here's your host, Daniel Montalvo. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the uh, podcast. This is the first episode. I'm kind of nervous, excited, don't know where this is going to lead, but I'm excited to to do this. This is going to be just kind of like an introductory episode, just telling you guys more about myself, uh, my journey in the business and this type of industry, and uh, uh, just kind of giving you an idea of what to look forward to. I have a little bit of notes here. If you see me drift off to the to the left here, to the right here, depending on how you're looking, uh, you'll see me, you know, glance over there. Hopefully I get better with time and I don't have to do that. Uh, but yeah, um, I'm going to go ahead and tell you guys basically how I got started in this business of uh, bathtub refinishing. Uh, and again, I should probably say the name. Uh, this is the official bathtub refinishing podcast. Uh, very excited. Uh, anyway, uh, so basically how I got started in the business was uh, I actually grew up in the business. So uh, we're a second generation company, which in Orlando and our area is pretty rare. I don't think there's any other one in Orlando that's second generation. Uh, and so that means that uh, it's been in the family. So my dad uh, used to own the company. Um, he started back in Massachusetts, actually, uh, early 90s type of thing. Uh, and then he brought it over to Orlando when he moved here with my mother uh, and my sister. And I wasn't even a thought yet. <laughs> um, and then uh, fast forward a little bit. Um, they went on and off the business. Uh, the recession in 2008 hit. Uh, and after that, my dad was like a locksmith at the time and he jumped back into the refinishing world. Uh, I graduated high school in 2017. A lot of people think I'm a lot older than I, uh, than I actually am. I'm actually only 22 years old. Uh, but I, I, I like to think of that as a strength more than a weakness. A lot of people like to think that just because I'm young that I'm inexperienced or, or I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, but the reality is that I have a lot more experience than a lot of people who uh, are in the industry in our area because I grew up in this. This is, you know, a lot of people went and worked at the local ice cream shop when they were in their teenage years or something like that. And when I, you know, needed a summer job or to make some extra money on the weekends, I went to go help out uh, my dad when you know in the refinishing tub world uh so you know i grew up in this business i'm very experienced in this business i know it from top to bottom like the back of my hand so um you know this is something that me and my brother who's the other owner of bathtub guys who's uh he's more on the field side but hopefully uh and if everything goes good this year you know he'll be on and uh pick you know we'll pick it up uh, you can see I'm not a experienced here with the podcast. Let me shut the whole phone off here, but uh, hopefully he'll get more into the uh, administrative and uh, advertising side and, and, you know, get more into that. But right now he's the head field guy. Um, he started working it when he was 16. So he's been spraying for years. Um, and so, you know, I'm going to go ahead and, and tell you guys basically how I got started. So fresh out of high school, um, business was struggling i mean, i gotta be honest with you guys i'm not gonna you know sugarcoat it everything was pretty fucked <laughs> uh and yeah i'm gonna curse on this podcast i that's just how i am i feel you know uh 
I, I watch a lot of videos of uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V, and I just feel it's a lot more authentic to be myself. And and so on something like this, it's not very formal and it's kind of my own thing. I might curse every now and then if you don't like it. Well, sorry. But yeah, business was pretty fucked. Uh, I, you know, I pick up the business uh, after my parents had been running it, which, you know, God bless them. They did the best that they could under the circumstances. But um you know come to find out the office phone number was wrong for like a year it was like to a direct landline that they had had when they had an office uh which they you know at that point they had lost the office because things just weren't going well and then i come to find out you know i'm looking at their business profile which is where the majority of business comes from if you're a local company and you don't run ads which at that time they weren't running ads so i go and i see that they have the wrong phone number it's a number that's not even connected anymore so that was a big red flag the website was outdated even though it was uh modern it just all the information on it was no longer correct uh you know the prices were on the floor when the industry was maturing and more people were getting into this line of work so they weren't charging as much as they should um and so right away, like I felt like I, you know, I had to get to work and, uh, you know, it was very difficult at that time for uh, my family to accept the fact that, you know, he's going to be at that time I was 18, this 18 year old kid. And, you know, my brother who was like 21 or 22, uh, you know, they're going to come in here and take over the business and, you know, we got to rely on it and, uh, on them, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I kind of convinced them. I told them, I'm, you know, I'm going to go do something else if I'm not doing this. And, you know, I, it was evident to me that I needed as much control as possible in order to get this done because, you know, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. That's like an old saying. And my parents weren't willing to do what I told them to do. Or, you know, I really just think that they, they were just scared and they didn't know uh, what to do. Uh, to push the company forward. So uh, without going into a lot of detail, uh, things like advertising, they just weren't doing. I mean, uh, you know, we do a lot of stuff on Google AdWords and Facebook ads and stuff like that now. And uh, when when I started, I mean, it was nothing. Uh, so, you know, we had to rely on basically organic search reach, which, you know, is hit or miss. And especially when you're a brand new business and you don't have any reviews or anything, uh, or not brand new, but you know what I mean? like they weren't upkeeping with it. So I was, I was basically starting from scratch. Um, and so, uh, you know, I, first thing I did was go in there and I made some changes to the website. Uh, a big misconception when you're starting is that you have to be cheap or the cheapest one. And that's how you compete. And that's just bullshit. Uh, I started, first thing I did was raise the prices. Uh, they were at 239 for a standard tub. I raised it to 269 and about a year later, 275. And now we're up to 375. Uh, and I really feel that uh, that was a big issue as well. Uh, I think when you have the price too low, it kind of cheapens the brand. And, and we do good work. And we were always one of the companies in the area that uh, you know, people would have a bad experience and they'd call us and be like, oh, you know, you're, you know, head and shoulders above the rest. So whenever we did, you know, refinishing work, I mean, we had really strong warranties out of the gate. Uh, we had really good, you know, competitive pricing, but I just felt like it was too little for the, uh, what, what I've heard out there, you know, every time we'd get a customer, they would say, you guys are so much better than the rest. And it's like, well, you know, why are we, and, and, and mind you a lot of the customers told us that they paid more for shittier work so uh you know it was just one of those things where you know i was like all right we need to uh 
we need to upgrade the pricing. That's number one. Uh, I obviously changed the phone numbers on that, <laughs> on that Facebook uh, or on the Google uh, business page, uh, which helped us a lot. Uh, you know, obviously you're going from nobody calling you organically to uh, people, um, you know, finally finding you. And it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like we were just slow. I mean, we were, we had employees leave because there was just no work. And, um, you know, we had like hotels and resorts, uh, calling us on and off because we had a pretty good following, um, in the uh, commercial realm. So, um, hotels, resorts, apartments, and stuff like that. And when that stuff ended, it was almost like a switch went, went off residential. We were just doing terrible and it's unfortunate, but it's, it's the reality. Uh, but you know, we picked that up we started running ads, started doing some upkeep on the website. Um, you know, just updating it more frequently. Um, I'm going to tell you guys what really, really set it off for us, uh, was social media. And, uh, my parents are older. Um, my dad's in his, in his sixties and my mom's in her fifties, I believe, or yeah, 50. So, um, and they just aren't, um, I mean, I don't think it's an excuse, but I also think that I, and it's understood that it's a lot harder for people in that age group to fully capitalize on social media and the power of it. Uh, so I started watching, you know, videos, educating myself on how to pretty much run a business, uh, in the modern age and use social media as a tool, uh, in order to get the best results. And, uh, happy to say that, um, listening to people like Gary V, uh, YouTubers like the contractor fight and other YouTubers, um, you know, I was able to build, uh, what I think is a very, very successful business. Um, and, uh, you know, amplify on what my parents did and, you know, keep the business alive and the company alive. And we're thriving today. Thankfully, uh, we, you know, we were at a point where we were charging like two thirty nine for a standard bathtub. And like I said, now we're charging three seventy five. Uh, we're booked out weeks in advance on the residential side. Uh, we're looking to expand to hire more people. Uh, hopefully, you know, get a big shop open so I can have multiple crews run out. You know, right now we have two or three, uh, depending on you know the needs. But it's just uh, it's a completely different thing when you learn how to master social media. And I'm not going to go too much into depth on it today, but uh, eventually, you know, I, I started this podcast, not just because I want to talk about the refinishing industry and I want to get the word out there about this type of work and what you can expect and uh, how much it's changed over the years, but also into entrepreneurship and, and, you know, expanding business and utilizing the tools, you know, especially social media and, you know, telling all of you uh, because uh, much like <laughs> uh, Gary V, uh, which I, I watch and I admire a lot. Um, I'm in this more for the brand building than the money and all that other stuff. And I feel like it's pretty, it's kind of narcissistic, but that's just how it is. I want to be remembered as the guy that was right for stuff. So, you know, and, and even though I'm, I, I'm, you know, kind of piggybacking off what he's doing. Um, I could add my little spin on it and, uh, you know, tell them how, you know, tell people, my viewers or whoever watches the, who watches this, uh, you know, what we did, 
uh, versus, you know, what other people do, how it's a little bit different, how it can help you. And hopefully you guys get better results because of it. So it's not just me talking about bathtub refinishing every day. You know, I'm going to interview people, hopefully in that industry, because I want to further that industry. I want to expand on it. I want it to become you know, the point where people don't even consider replacement, they just, you know, they're like, oh, I'm going to try this first, which unfortunately is still not the case, but it's getting there. Um, but, you know, entrepreneurship, I've always been enamored by that. I've always been very interested. I am one of those people that I will start researching stuff. Um, you know, I did everything and you know, I flipped stuff on eBay and, uh, you know, trying to figure out how I could sell stuff online from even a little, you know, an early age. I always, you know, was interested in, in stuff like that and being independent and stuff like that. So I think it's going to be uh, interesting for you guys to see some of the stuff that I do, how it's a little bit different than others. Um, and uh, pretty much, yeah, like, you know, getting more into the entrepreneur side as well as bathtub refinishing and that whole world. Um, some misconceptions about our line of work, uh, and, and, you know, I'm just, you know, I have some topics here that I wanted to discuss just a, you know, introductory episode. So I'm not too worried about, uh, you know, like anything like having a, a really cohesive flow, but I want to talk about some misconceptions in the bathtub refinishing industry. Um, a lot of people think that, uh, and, and it's funny, but, you know, I get it. But a lot of people think that, you know, when you're spending, you know, let's say for a standard bathtub and tile, anywhere from 500 to 600 bucks, maybe more. Uh, but, you know, let's just say under a thousand dollars to, to, you know, get your bathtub and tile refinished and make it look really nice. I mean, to the untrained eye and, you know, it, it they think it looks brand new. And, you know, you know, I'm talking about delivering a high quality job where there's no runs, everything is shiny and glossy. Uh, but obviously this is something that's applied by hand and, you know, uh, there's always imperfections. I mean, you can go to the store and get a uh, tub uh, and it, it'll have imperfections. Uh, you know, I, I remember once I went to the hardware store uh, and, you know, you could see that from the factory where they pressed the uh, the new uh, steel tubs, there's like a drip on there for when they, uh, you know, put that inside the uh, ceramic coating. So like it happens and, and, you know, obviously I'm not saying that drips should be normal when you're doing refinishing. Of course not. I mean, that's something that's like a rookie mistake, but, um, people have a misconception that, you know, they're going to pay under a thousand dollars for something that's mostly cosmetic, even though we do warranty it and that it's going to be perfect and something out of the factory, which is something that always kind of annoyed me. Um, and, you know, obviously we do, like I said, we do a good job. We don't do half-assed work. I'm not going to leave someone's house rough or full of overspray or, uh, you know, leave drips all over the place or runs everywhere. Um, you know, we deliver a high quality refinishing job, but that's what it is. It's a refinishing job. I mean, if you want brand new out of the factory is what I always tell people. And I've lost jobs that are thousands of dollars from telling people this. But then on the other hand, I have people who appreciate the honesty and they'll give me the job anyway. If you want brand new out of the factory, you got to pay for it. <laughs> and that's just a reality. I mean, um, it, you know, you're when you're choosing refinishing, you're choosing to save thousands of dollars and time. Money isn't everything, but time, time is everything. Uh, you can't get your time back. 
That's the only thing that you can't get back in life. Uh, and so, uh, you know, refinishing, you know, a tub and tile will take you a few hours, uh, but, you know, redoing and retiling your whole bathroom. I mean, this is something that could easily take a week or two and, uh, and not to mention the cost, which, you know, that connects to time in which, you know, most people are, ha- are going to have to work more and allocate more time towards work to get the money to then, you know, pay, you know, five, six, seven, eight grand to redo their bathroom. And that's what it costs. And that's something that a lot of people don't understand. Uh, uh, let me just sit up here. Uh, but a lot of people don't get that. Uh, yeah, you can go get a bathtub at Home Depot for under 300 bucks. You know, I mean, yeah. But uh, they think that, you know, then, you know, they'll turn around to people who are in my industry and it happens to me all the time. There's people who understand, but there's people who don't. Um, they'll say, oh, why would I pay you 375 to refinish the bathtub when I could just go buy a new one for under 300 bucks? That doesn't make any sense. And it's like, uh, you goofball. <laughs> How are you going to take the tub out? You're going to rip it out? Guess what? houses are essentially built around the bathtub so if you want to pop that tub out uh you're gonna have to remove at least two rows of tile uh because the plumbing is gonna have to be reworked and if you know anything about modern american homes all of them have the uh, shower control valves and uh the faucets where the tile is and all that stuff is gonna have to be reworked because odds are your house wasn't built last year and so you're gonna have to find uh, i mean in order to avoid that, you would have to find a tub that's the exact same size as one that was the American standard back in 1984, 1999, 2005, whatever your house was built, which is impossible. It's pretty much impossible. And uh, so people, you know, it's like common sense of loss on a lot of people. I mean, obviously, the refinishing industry exists for a reason. And that's, you know, that's just the gist of it, it you know. Uh, it, you know, people do this line of work because uh, replacing isn't just as easy as popping in a new tub. You'd think people would, uh, I, you know, I know people are highly educated in this industry, which is part of the reason why I'm doing this. But it's like, you know, if you really sit there and think about it, you know, you look at the tub and it's like, yeah, the house is kind of built around it. So it's not going to be necessarily an easy feat to pull that thing out. But uh, so that's one of the misconceptions about refinishing that i just don't uh you know like that much is that people expect perfection but they also don't want someone to yank out their tub and their tile and spend a week doing so um we strive for perfection as much as possible i always tell everybody you know we do our best to make sure everything comes out um you know a high quality professional job but you know we guarantee um that it's going to be a smooth and glossy surface that you're not going to have drips runs, you know, workmanship. And we also guarantee that um, it's not going to start unadhering, which is something that a lot of people, uh, a lot of people in, especially in our area in Orlando, uh, they do half-ass work and um, they, uh, I mean, we get calls from people all the time. Uh, my tub is peeling and then we have to charge them for stripping and stuff and it pains my heart, but I mean, if you're asking me to do more work, we're gonna have to charge you more. But yeah, people, they half-ass the preparation, stuff starts peeling off, and then you're stuck with a tub that, you know, needs to be stripped and then refinished all over again. And a lot of people, you know, they'll have a bad experience with a refinisher who does some bullshit like that. And then, um, 
they'll go ahead and choose to replace and spend the thousands of dollars. And unfortunately it puts people off to our industry, but I think that the, uh, the, the way you got to look at refinishing, in my opinion, is um, number one, is it better than what you had before? Which in most cases, I'd say nine out of 10 times, yes. And is uh, is this something that's going to last a long time? Which, uh, you know, it's just as simple as choosing a company with a warranty and reading on reviews and make sure that they honor their work. Uh, we warranty stuff for seven years. We have an optional lifetime warranty, which, uh, you know, lifetime meaning the lifetime of the material which you know the manufacturers recommends around 25 years um and we truly believe that if you take care of your bathtub properly proper care maintenance and you clean it that it should last that long as long as you don't do accidental damage or anything like that which you know you could drop a hammer in a porcelain tub and it'll chip so i mean if you drop it on something that has an epoxy layer over it's going to chip as well and that's what i always tell people um so uh yeah that's a misconception a big misconception that a lot of people have that uh refinishing is stupid because you can just pop in a new tub yeah i mean you're gonna spend five or six grand and you know wait a week uh and also you know that this is something that's going to come out perfect when perfection doesn't exist plus that's subjective what you think might look perfect and what i think is completely different and you know, you can find brand new tubs from the factory at the at Home Depot at the hardware store that have imperfections. So um, some misconceptions about entrepreneurship. <laughs> this is one that I love because I, I get it from my friends, too. Uh, they think that like and, and some, you know, I don't know if they're doing it jokingly or stuff, but some, some of them think that, you know, because I do have a lot of free time relative to working a strict nine to five. Um, they have a misconception that I just, you know, just sit at home all day and play video games, which, you know, I play video games, but not all day like that. <laughs> uh, and also I, I, I get into these, uh, entrepreneurship is very, thing is very, uh, it's very weird because sometimes I'm like cool where I could just chill, maybe catch a baseball game and like unplug for like two hours. But then I'll spend like six hours straight researching, watching videos, testing out new ads. Uh, and I'll just obsess over you know, my work and, and trying to build the brand, which is what I want. Um, more than just having a successful business, I want to build brand. That's my goal. Um, I want to make refinishing a household name. And I believe that with bathtub guys, we can do that um, and deliver high quality work and eventually take this type of thing nationwide. Uh, but, you know, baby steps and trying to educate the public and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, misconceptions are, uh, you know, that, you know, it's not real work or that you don't have a real job. That's another one that I hear a lot of the time, uh, which is stupid. Like, and I would beg, you know, to differ. A lot of people, you know, they'll work nine to five and then they'll go out party and stuff like that. And what I do is like, sometimes I'll have to work nine to five and I'll still, because I am the, per I don't have anybody to answer to. And that's, that's the thing that's a big difference. Like you have a problem at your normal job and you can go to HR, you can go to management and they'll solve your problems for you. Well, guess what? When you're the owner of a company, uh, everything's on you. So your ads aren't performing, you fucked up. Uh, no one's is uh, calling, it's your fucking fault. Uh, and, and, and it, and it just is, I mean, you can try to like sugarcoat it as much as possible and be like, Oh, well, maybe it's just a slow. No, it's just not. I mean, there's millions and millions of people in pretty much every freaking state in this country. Uh, and, and there's thousands of ways to get to people 
and, and most of the time things aren't working in your favor. It's just because you suck. That's it. You know, we hear a lot of, and I'm not going to get into politics and stuff, but we hear a lot of times of, you know, people in mass poverty and all this stuff. And, and yeah, that's true. And I acknowledge that I'm sympathetic towards that, but we also hear of record breaking sales of the new iPhone every year. And why is that? Because Apple is a brand. Apple is a brand. People are willing to pay for it, even people who can't afford it. So that's what I'm trying to do in the refinishing industry. And if that's the case, you know, that's what I'm, you know, I, I'm very uh, hard on myself and I feel like that's a positive. I feel like that drives me to want to do more. So uh, some misconceptions about entrepreneurship, you know, that it's not a real job or, you know, that, uh, you know, I just sit here and play games all day, which, you know, I wish, but no, uh, a lot of my time, my free time actually, because working the normal hours, I'm usually on call if the guys need something or anything like that. Um, you know, and other than that, um, I have to go and, uh, after my job is when I have the time to look at how the ads did, look how the website did, look how, uh, you know, we're ranking here and doing all that stuff. And then, you know, look up new videos on how Google decided to change the analytics this week and how Facebook's changing their algorithm and how, and then try to stay educated so I don't fall behind so that we always have work. <laughs> um, so that's one little misconception and and as the podcast matures and goes on i'll run through more stuff but i want to keep this relatively short because it is an introductory episode so um let's see my notes here um some things that we did to get to this point i kind of brushed i'm gonna brush through it but i kind of already mentioned it because uh this isn't gonna flow too well because it is the first episode eventually i do want to have like a format but uh you know, Facebook ads, Google ads, uh, just utilizing social media. Oh my God. That's the, that has to be, if you take away anything from this, whoever watches this, if you want to build a successful business and brand, eventually social media awareness is number one. Uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we don't have Snapchat just because, um, I just, I feel like Snapchat kind of died off a little bit, uh, even though we should be. But, you know, if you have something that's Snapchatable, like uh, a bakery or something like that, where you could show off a lot of stuff and video is like key there, I would, you know, recommend utilizing that as well or, you know, any other type of business. Snapchat's good. I just, I'm just not on it. Uh, but we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'm on TikTok, uh, LinkedIn. Uh, so we're, we're pretty much like on all these social media sites, Google My Business, which is one of the most underrated. Not enough people, including like Gary Vee and people like that talk about Google My Business is powerful because Google naturally wants to push their own stuff on people. So when you search up a small business, especially a service business uh, on the Google Map, Maps, uh, you know, tag that comes up let's say you search a bathroom refresh in orlando all the companies will pop up with a generic ad but then where you know the reviews and the phone numbers and everything is is on a google my business page which is why it's so important and it's i feel like it's kind of underutilized and under talked about that's an, another very important one and also if you're in a place where it's not very competitive and uh you know you're one of the only ones in that field uh, having a Google My Business page is a really easy way to get organic reach without spending money. It's free. So uh, that's that's really good. Um, uh, let's see here. 
uh, so the importance of educating yourself. So I think something that a lot of people do wrong is that they get comfortable. Um, and I, I'm just never comfortable. <laughs> so things will be going well. We're having a really, really good 2021 uh, record year for us, honestly, uh, so far. And you know, this is I'm recording this on April 5th. So we're doing really, really well. Uh, but I'm not comfortable. I mean, my philosophy is if our ads are working and we have a fantastic month next month, I'm going to put more in ads. Uh, and I'm going to further educate myself and, you know, try to really get this thing to take off. I'm always, always, always educating myself, watching videos. That's the easiest way to do it for me. I'm very much visual, a visual learner. I do read from time to time, but I have to really be invested in something to sit there and read an article about it. But the importance of educating yourself, I think, is underrated. Uh, you know, go on YouTube, watch five to 10 videos about what you want to do or where you think you should improve. And don't give a fuck about what anybody's, every, anyone's going to say. Just go out and do it. Um, you know, people, I mean, I, t <laughs> I told people I'm going to make a podcast about business and, and people are just like, for what? For what? But what are you going to talk about out there? It's like. I mean, there's podcasts about everything. And it's like, I think that, um, you know, it's something that'll help my business in the long run. That's just my opinion. And, you know, I could be wrong, but I think that being accessible to as many people as possible is the game. And I think that that is in the long run going to help my business and other people's businesses if they choose to do the same or come on the podcast or something like that. Um, and you see me, if you see me looking here, sorry about that. It's just that, uh, my video is showing there and I should be looking up here. Um, but yeah, educating yourself is something that's very, very important, important. You need to, and, and, and in my opinion, you should know a little bit of everything because God forbid you're relying on someone to put up your ads for you and they bail or, they start sucking and uh, a lot of people who run ads try to, you know, they'll do good in the beginning, but then they'll start doing shit because they want you to pay them more and they'll say, oh, the algorithm changed and I could do it for you, but it's going to cost a hundred bucks to refix your ads. You should know a little bit about everything. You should educate yourself on how to run ads, uh, how to edit your website. That's a big one because if one day you just wake up and are like, I need to change prices, you don't want to, or, you know, I need to update something on the website that's wrong. Like, you, you know, you need to do it right there because it's wrong. Or you see that there's a big typo and it's except it's um, affecting your SEO, your search engine optimization. You want to be able to know how to go in there and change something stupid if you have to and not go through a middleman or two to get there. So, you know, know how to do those things. It's very, very important. You should also educate yourself on utilizing social media. Uh, try out different types of ads or different types of posts, see which ones perform best for you and then go on and, and, you know, just push heavy on whatever's working for you. Uh, and like, again, I'm not going to go too much into depth, but you know, just that's what you want to do, uh, more or less. Um, another thing that I wanted to, uh, say is that, and, and I kind of gave, you know, my parents a pass, but really there's entrepreneurs out there that are like in their 60s, 70s and are fully utilizing social media to an extent where, uh, you know, they're making multi-million dollar companies and they are just doing it off the backs of social media. So I think, and this is just my, you know, my deep down thinking, and you, you know, I think that there's really no excuse. Uh, either you want to be successful or you don't. 
if you do, then you, you know, it's like anything. Uh, LeBron James wanted to play basketball since he was a little kid. And he strived every day to be the greatest. And now he is in the conversation. And he is, you know, a superstar. So, uh, but he practiced every day and, you know, pushed himself to get to that level. And I believe that if you want something, you got to just go and do it. So I don't think there's an excuse. I don't think that because you're 50 something years old, uh, you can't learn how to post some fucking things on Instagram. I just don't think that's the reality that we live in. And then, you know, the same people who cry about, oh, well, I didn't grow up with this. It's like uh, something that I see on uh, Gary Vee stuff. I'm going to be mentioning him a lot because I feel like he was one of the most people who kind of like flipped the switch for me and made me not give a fuck and just go do what has to be done to be successful. Uh, you know, yeah, like you didn't grow up driving uh, and you figured it out. Same thing. You see all these Facebook grandmas like posting pictures of their nephews and, and nieces and their grandchildren. And, uh, you know, so they know how to make a fucking post. All that stuff about, oh, well, I can't post stuff uh, five to seven times a day on social media because I didn't grow up with this stuff and I don't understand it. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. You, you can do it. All you got to do is spend some time on the fucking app and you'll figure it out. That's just my opinion. So there's no excuse. Uh, the only thing that I think is a legitimate, legitimate excuse is if you have mental issues or physical ailments that are keeping you from doing that type of thing. But even then, there are people who are handicapped who have successful YouTube uh, and successful businesses and successful anything endeavors just because they push very hard and they believe in what they want to do and then they get there. So uh, I really believe that there's no excuse. If you want to do something, you push very hard and you can get there. And most people will. Uh, I, I don't really think that the problem is that people can't get there. I think that not enough people try to get there. That's just my opinion. People, they'll post things two or three days and because they're not fucking Kylie Jenner overnight getting a billion fucking likes on Instagram, they'll fucking cry and weep and be like, oh, it's not working. Well, it's like, that doesn't happen overnight. It just doesn't. So there's no excuse to, you know, saying that, you know, you can't post stuff on social media. You can't fully utilize social media because, oh, I don't understand it. That's just not, that's just not the case. It's not true. Um. And, and tying into that a little bit, you shouldn't give a fuck about what people think. I mean, it's tale as old as time at this point, but, you know, people fucking thought that Steve Jobs was crazy for dropping out of college and, you know, going to work on some stupid computer software in his, like, in his, in his garage. Like, don't care about what people think. Um, it's, it's just, you just got to do you. Whatever you believe in, Go out and do it. If you suck at everything, but you're really, really, really good at NBA 2K, go start a fucking YouTube channel. If you suck at everything and you're really, really good at painting walls, start painting walls. Like, don't, don't, it doesn't matter what people think. Uh, I would argue that, you know, uh, what people think means nothing. What the end consumer and people watching your content think is more valuable and you know that's not to say like some, you post a video and someone says oh you look fat you look stupid or whatever that doesn't mean anything <laughs> uh but if whenever you get valuable feedback or anything like that or someone that's legitimately questioning something i feel like it's important to listen to that but don't really worry about what people think 
uh, do what you think is right. Because most of the time, what you think is right is right. Um, and tying back into what we were talking about before, there's no excuse and you don't give a fuck what people think. Uh, live by those two philosophies and you know, you're going to be a lot of, a lot better off in the beginning. Uh, not a lot of people don't know, but I have a YouTube channel, my personal channel. I just talk about stuff. I'm not going to plug it or anything, but I have like 5,000 subs, uh, on that YouTube channel. And I just, um, I just started doing it. People were questioning, Oh, well, why are you talking about that? It's like, well, because I want to, and I found people who were like-minded who wanted to, you know, watch my youtube videos and they subscribed and and that's just how it happens and the same thing with the business it's like oh why are you gonna post five to seven things on instagram no one's gonna see that well guess fucking what my guy people started <laughs> paying attention and now it's paying off so don't give a fuck about what people think for sure that's very very basic i think for a lot of people that is the biggest hump uh people would necessarily not be super shy doing a podcast about their painting company or super shy about their accent or whatever the hell you know problem that they're having deep inside that they have a problem with but they care more about what people would think um when in reality we're just we're gonna live here with all these fucking people and coexist and you just gotta do first of all like no one has ever gotten gotten ahead no individual without standing out so in the beginning people who stand out they think of them as weirdos or people who are irregular but in reality the people who stand out are the people who the normies later go on and like are like admiring like oh my god justin bieber's here or you know oh look it's elon musk and then they start worshiping these people who were once like the weirdos and they want to be them and the reality all those people hit a point where they're like, I don't give a fuck what people are going to say or think about me. And that's why they're successful. I think that's one of the biggest keys to success. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got a little rant there, but I think that's one of the most important things really. Uh, you don't want to care too much about what people think because uh, like right now, you know, especially with how polarized things are, uh, you just got to do you, man. Just do you. Um, so closing this off, uh, my name is Daniel. Uh, I own Bathtub Guys Refinishing. Like I told you guys before, I'm one of the owners. My brother, Alex, is the other owner. Um, and uh, hopefully we get to do some more stuff with this podcast. I'm really, really interested. Uh, God, I fucking jumbled that one up. I'm really, really interested. You see that? That's what happens. And I'm not going to cut this. I'm really, really interested in doing uh, some reviews of uh, products, maybe uh, telling you guys what I think about them, um, doing some interviews with people in the industry. That's something that's very big. I already have someone who is interested, who I talked to, my buddy uh, from from Bath Art, which is a local company here in Orlando, said he'd be down. So hopefully that's, that's true and we can get him on here. And I want to talk about his journey and how he got into the business and kind of their philosophies and stuff like that, because I feel like... Uh, you know, he kind of is on the same, uh, you know, realm as me with, you know, we're like one of the only companies, both of us are like among the only companies that really utilize social media and, uh, and are kind of in the modern age with a lot of this stuff, which a lot of people in construction and contracting in general are just stuck in the fucking 1980s. So that I, I would love to do that. Uh, I would love to interview people who are entrepreneurs and kind of get an idea of their journey and how they got to where they are. Um, and yeah, stuff like that is kind of what you have to look forward to here. Um, 
and I'm very interested in you guys, honestly, uh, people who are listening to this, if you have a company, a small business of any kind, really, I would, I would love to interview you. It doesn't have to just be bathtub refinishing or necessarily contracting work, because I feel like the way I'm setting this podcast up, it's going to be, um, it's going to be kind of on multi levels where we're going to have stuff that's about bathtub refinishing, but we're also going to have stuff that touches on entrepreneurship in general and you know what you do that works for you when your type of business versus what works for me kind of find happy mediums so that we can kind of educate the public and let them know like hey we have two completely different types of businesses but these two things work for both of us so maybe it's a good idea that you implement that uh so yeah i I just feel like this is a a good step you know in in our industry Uh, i think it's needed um in the bathtub refinishing world and entrepreneurship in general, especially someone, and I'm not, you know, bragging or anything, but you know, someone who's young like me, I'm 22 and I'm very, very invested in this thing. And I think it's important to have uh, a younger voice and a younger aspect at the table too, because a lot of people in my age say they want to be entrepreneurs, but they, what they really want to do is pose in front of Lamborghinis on Instagram, uh, fake it till you make it crowd type of people. Um, and I'm really in this for the long game. Like I said, my goal is not to have the multi-million dollar company. It's not to have uh, endorsements. It's not to have any of that shit. I want to build brand. That's what I want to do. I want to have a household name and I would love to have myself attached to it. So that's my goal. But other than that, that's pretty much it for this first episode of the podcast. I'm very, very excited to see how this does. Um, you can go ahead and listen to it on Facebook. Uh, we're going to have little clips on Facebook, so maybe not the full thing. I'll see how it goes. If I see enough, enough of a demand there, I'll put that. But uh, definitely YouTube video versions on YouTube, um, which for now, I mean, you're just going to be presented with my beautiful face uh and then i'm gonna go ahead and see if i could set up a place on the website where i can post it uh audio versions i'm gonna try to get on apple Podcasts, spotify all those places so uh pretty much anywhere that you could find podcasts i'm going to try to have it on there but for sure uh for any of you who have youtube it's going to be on there for sure and the video version is going to be on there so uh thank you guys for watching i appreciate your time and i will see you guys on the next one You just listened to the official Bathtub Refinishing Podcast, powered by Bathtub Guys Refinishing. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Feel free to ask any questions or suggest topics for the next episode by following at Bathtub Guys on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. And thanks for listening.